Hello, hello, and welcome to one of the final episodes of Attack on Titan for the big three. There's going to be, I don't know, two or three more or something else. I don't know. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Shoutouts to Andrew Albers, Ben Krieger, Casual Colleen, Charlotte Ellis, Denny Dalliance, Doc Rubente, Domino RBG, Eddie DeSantiago, Emphatic Olive, Ezra, FN Science Man, Kirby's Creeper, Kyle Hatfield, Matt aka Stormageddon, Nancy Konek, shoutout Cam's mom, Nene12715, Nez, Nick Potter, Niall Glover, Pilnock, Sammy V, Spence, Steph, Stephen Mayfield, V Dion, and Zach. And without further ado, it's anime time for you. Previously, on the big three. You would have to like take out your phone and take a pic and you'd be like, dude, look at what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking idiot over here. <laughs> they got me sleeping. <laughs> you were so crispy. <laughs> you like a little cozy mummy. Bro, you were fucking baked. Welcome to the big three that show that covers the animes that you watch and shows them to you in a different way. I'm Nathan Brandt. I'm one of your hosts. Whoa. Uh -huh. What a unique intro. It's, it's never been that before. <laughs> Can't be consistent <laughs> if I got brain damage. Hey. I'm your host, Jessica. Do I usually say my last name? <laughs> yeah <laughs> we haven't recorded in two months together you guys we're One like six um, a year we we just Cam's back to using yeah. the microphone backwards again. yeah <laughs> yeah i actually unplugged my shore microphone and i uh went to seattle to my friend that has the yeti i was borrowing and grabbed it came back and i'm now using it backwards thank you well cool so this one, let's do some time travel shenanigans in here. This is, this is, uh, I, I feel like we're getting into like the weird destiny lore of like, and there's a worm and time is a circle maybe sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to think about, but an entire Armored Core game came out by the time that we last <laughs> recorded oh and God. I played through all of it. <laughs> That's weird to think about. <laughs> anyway, you know Cam, you know that that says something. <laughs> that is a measure of fucking time. Let me tell <laughs> you. <laughs> Episode 76, Judgment. Okay, so right off the bat, Levi definitely did not pull a Goku escaping Namek. Motherfucker really got blown. Not like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was blown up. And uh, he doesn't have what a doctor may call all of his fingers. <laughs> He's got enough to get the job done. <laughs> Shut the um, fuck up. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm shy now. <laughs> I'm shy. <laughs> like, you you know that he's probably not, like, dead, dead, but, like, it, it is still a thing of just, like, no, oh, my boy, they blew up all of his face. Mm, his fingies, dude. His fingies. I was gonna use them. <laughs> <laughs> so we begin with Hanji holding Levi's body. Flock wants to confirm that he's dead since Hanji is Hanji. Um, but then the Titan that uh, assimilated Zeke starts evaporating. Fully ha fully healed Zeke emerges, hanging straight up dong. Yeah, um, man. 
I love how he comes out of there and is like, and Flock is like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, shut up. I don't know. Let's leave. (laughs) (laughs) Zeke's like, I have no fucking idea, but me and my dick are here, which is something I couldn't say 15 minutes ago. Let's go give a high five to my brother. (laughs) Who hasn't had this experience in college? (laughs) We're all saying my buddy Eric once. Absolutely. holy shit but this is one too many dicks for hanji so they jump into the fucking river with levi um it's still unknown if levi is alive or not but how and just how gruesome he's shown to be is just like oh oh no this is like you've come upon a car crash is what the vibe is for this yeah if like they just like panned over in a couple of scenes and were like yeah he totally died i'd be like yeah i can see it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah man i'm no doctor but yeah (laughs) yeah he got blown up by a military sanctioned pipe bomb that he made yeah (laughs) like point blank (laughs) yeah (laughs) he got unibombered hard (laughs) my favorite thing is so whenever we record these i always pull up like the episode synopsis like synopses mm-hmm. on the side just yeah. just as a refresher especially for this one because it's been yeah. a bit um but so i have those on the side and it has a photo of levi and the caption underneath of his uh hanji finds a battered levi which is just a very mm. nice way of putting yeah it. yeah a lightly used levi <laughs> that's like what you read in like the newspaper or like an obituary or something passive voice dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like oh yeah this this is the officer involved shooting of bombings yeah. <laughs> like whereas if if cam was writing that wiki or whatever it is that you're reading the caption underneath it would be like fuck <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah. this man looks like a corpse yeah doing his best corpse impression <laughs> yeah <laughs> So Zeke says that he had a dream or a vision or a memory of a young girl forming his body out of sand. A time felt like it was going slow and fast at the same time. This girl was the one that we saw in a brief flash at the end of last episode as well. Um, and she's also seen for like a split second in the last um, ending credits thing too. Um, the scene looks like when Emir awoke after she became a shifter. And now it's going to get a little confusing because we've got two Amirs to be talking about. Yeah. But. So Freckles, when Freckles woke up sure, after being a shifter, she was kind of in that uh, area that is kind of known as paths. Zeke realizes that this was the path. This was the coordinate the whole time. The intangible outside of time place where all Eldians are connected by some kind of something. Probably something beautiful like a tree and not like a centipede or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the animation here gets a big upgrade, in my opinion. The scenes are like they have way more motion to them, way more detail to them, way more. I mean, it's still pretty dour of a color palette, but there is more creative uses of color and compositing and you know all that kind of stuff yeah and they like you can just tell they're like yeah let's spend some fucking money you know yeah yeah and and also that like last ch- season chunk yeah. was the like all right this is mostly everybody just talking and so what we're gonna do is we're gonna not really go that hard on that one and we're gonna go really hard on the stuff that matters later right, right. <laughs> So we can start with the new OP, which is the rumbling, which is metal. It's metal. Hey, <laughs> it's fucking good. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's fucking man. good. Yeah, dude. 
it's so it's so funny that like I, I find this is true oftentimes where if they just lean into the vibe that they were kind of always getting, whether they were going mm -hmm, for it or mm -hmm. not with the show, like if they just lean into like the like Goku versus Frieza AMV making metalhead kid right. vibes of this show, right. then you can make an amazing OP and it's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, like... I didn't think the last one was bad, but I did skip it every time. Yeah. I did not skip this one once. It's it's a banger. Oh my god, it's it so is. good. I, I will say for all of and this is just for this collection of episodes, um, it's it's really they like you can I mean you mentioned before like the animation is mm -hmm. a lot and I feel like that's just the word for all of these episodes or two words a, a lot. lot yeah <laughs> it is and like even even the the intro right like the op it's mm -hmm. it goes hard the whole thing goes hard yeah yeah it starts and like obviously you know you see the op before you see the start of the rumbling and you're like oh shit they're really gonna do it huh wow wow mm -hmm. <laughs> this song whips and the op is like nostalgic and intense and moody and it just feels like everything is coming to a head mm -hmm. well phrasing i guess <laughs> um hey the rumbling is fucking terrifying right yeah okay yeah <laughs> just the concept of yeah. like slow apocalypse is like it it makes my like spine tingle i hate it mm. um so back at the clash of the titans tons of marleans are dropping from blimps they have a huge artillery gun as well as uh, an even bigger gun for peak's backpack galliard frees her from gobby as she transforms uh, in order to get ready to back everybody up i love that she's handcuffed to gobby and fucking galliard is like all right i'll just bite off your arm and peak as she's falling it's like fuck that <laughs> best girl best girl best girl um gabi finds her way to general magath who actually hugs her which is it like weirdly touching mm. um she explains the falco wine situation to them and also explains that if zeke and aaron make physical contact it's game over no what no telling what weird shit they could do um and holy shit once again reiner is really good at getting punched in the face dude is he holy shit <laughs> <laughs> he just he just his at this point his whole thing is that he can't die <laughs> and you know i think that's what he deserves he did a lot of bad stuff a long time ago yeah. and i think he just deserves to just see it through <laughs> at this point <laughs> But Galliard and Reiner are doing okay against Aaron were it not for the Warhammer powers, I guess. Aaron is just like, oh, yeah, I can I can like make like death spiral spike things. I can make a spike trap on the floor. Motherfucker's got stealth rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the, Ja the Jaegerists are also here with Thunder Spears, but Aaron gets shot in the head. Hey, he's pretty good at that. <laughs> God, you know what I just thought of? Aaron Yeager is a lot like Kirby. Mm. <laughs> he's just slowing him up and taking powers and then turning into a little rock. <laughs> he's just a lump of flesh that manifests some stuff. I really yeah, want to see, see this art now of like Aaron Yeager just going. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the thing he's he's sucking up is like a lady in a crystal that's cracked. <laughs> So Pete got her backpack on and goddamn McGath is is fucking taking point here. I feel like he actually cares about the why of this fight. So he's like the only Marlan that I'm not like, 
fuck you, <laughs> die, pretty much. Just then, the Jaegerists get fucking mowed down by Marleyan troops because they got real guns from the present <laughs> and not what the yeah. Jaegerists have. Aaron is shot again. Uh, Magath uh, adds that the Warhammer is strong, but they have a really small MP gauge, basically. Another benefit of Marley actually knowing shit about Titan stuff. He's like, nope, I know that he can't do that forever. I'm just going to shoot him. Just going to shoot him. Just going <laughs> to just fucking pop shots into him. That's fine. <laughs> He's going to run out of MP and HP at some point. <laughs> Reiner stabs Aaron with one of his own spikes, which rules. Yeah. Uh, he he pleads Aaron to give up, saying he's suffered enough. Everyone has, Cam especially. Yeah, <laughs> God, <do> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Onion Capone is like, okay, everything is fucked. I'm letting the protagonists free. <laughs> <laughs> Connie and him have a little bit of a tussle. Um, shout out again to Cliff Chapin for the phenomenal performance. Onion Capone uh, says, he's like, dude, I gave everything to Paradis and believed that by working together, we could end Marley and like do the cool, like peaceful revolution, like rise up, everybody take the power back thing. I didn't know about the fucking wine. I didn't know about the fucking uh, euthanization plan. I really, really wanted to help you guys out. But again, the world is conspiring to make me look like a shit lord. Yeah, he's <laughs> just catching strays right and left, yeah. dude. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Armin believes him because before he said Eldians exist because God wanted them and it really touched him and he believes that he believes that. So he's like, all right, well, okay, please, please don't accidentally fuck us all over again. <laughs> or if you know that we're about to be fucked over, please tell us. If you hear about any plans to poison wine or castrate us, please tell me. <laughs> they deliberate on uh, what to do, but we know how this all is going to end up. So let's just skip that. Actually, the one thing I want to point out is that Armin thinks Aaron lied about the uh, Ackerman lapdog thing, mm. which I think is interesting because Mikas is like, I won't be able to do anything. I'm just I'm basically a puppy girl. <laughs> and, Armin, Armin, <laughs> and Armin is like. I think Aaron's never been smart, and I don't think we should start to think he's smart now. <laughs> and everyone's like, that's fair. Yeah, no, and Cam yeah, we'll was also you. like, yeah. Yeah, we'll give you that one, bud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he must be trying to do something to help us, but he's too dumb to tell us, <laughs> is basically the point. I will say, I feel like the most historically correct person throughout this entire series is definitely Armin. Correct, yeah. <laughs> he usually kind of nails it. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's John's turn to be correct, where he's like, what if he just sucks? <laughs> Has anybody considered what if he just sucks? <laughs> That's true. Actually, maybe John was right the whole time. Like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Him and his probably little dick. <laughs> <laughs> fucking no dick game, no drip. Wears the same shirt since he was 12. I fucking rule. Anybody listening? Oh, you've all left. Okay. <laughs> um, Aaron cries, uh, sound like a raid siren as men kill each other. It's like fucking crazy. You know, it's it's very like war has arrived in Shiganshina. <laughs> like again, new, new newsreel shit. Yeah. And we get a new ending, which is Akuma no Ko, which means like devil children um which like this it's fucking beautiful for yeah. no reason yeah. <laughs> and it just makes me think about you know the whole story and where the history that led to it and just like it's just a beautiful song anyway and like 
the end Aaron gets like you know turned into like colorful flames and it fades away and I'm like soon Cam yeah um (laughs) but no I I really I really like the ending and it just it makes me think a lot about uh Mikasa like in her headspace where she's like no but like he helped me he was a good person and the entire time Armin is like you know the whole theme of this show is you only call it a good person when they help you <laughs> and he, right now he's doing a big genocide <laughs> but Mikas is like yeah but <laughs> oh no is she really being the but he was always nice to me girl yeah yeah she yeah. kind of do be that yeah but, but Mikasa has not learned girly lesson number one which is that fixing them doesn't fix you <laughs> damn bars dude <laughs> anyway episode 77 sneak attack <laughs> the scouts and sasha's family escape the prison outside reiner has aaron pinned and attempts to take the founder when aaron does a little move called oops i got your bicuspids <laughs> just then who is it monkey monkey <laughs> monkey needs to have like three syllables in the first syllable to be correct like monkey <laughs> anyway grape ape is here and he says to leave out the rest big bro I've, i bet he felt like he was cool saying that motherfucker you gotta let's hear andrew tate out ass haircut bro shut the fuck up <laughs> so i wrote this over two months ago oh, so that's I don't know so what, funny Holy i don't know shit. what any of this is about to say <laughs> <laughs> it sucks that that's still relevant. <laughs> hey everyone, Barbenheimer, uh, right? <laughs> what color is that dress anyway? <laughs> She's everything. He's just Aaron. <laughs> His job is literally just <laughs> genocide. <laughs> yeah. My job is just centipede. <laughs> so peak tries a line of shot on monkey but gets flanked by scouts uh gabby and colt are en route to rescue falco um he's talking with the military police uh captain niall dock um he tells falco you gotta fucking get home and see your family and shit man i'm fucking i'm done for i had some gross wine and i'm gonna turn into a big sweaty guy soon but like you got to get out of here because you're probably fine. And he's like, well, not really. I'm going to have a huge neck for like no reason when I'm a Titan. He's like, oh, that's gross. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, Fucking so, you, dude. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Niall Doc says that he has daughters and believes he's never going to see them again. And so he really wants to make sure that at least Falco can see his family. Connie makes sure that everyone is let out of the cells, like not just them, but like everybody that's been uh, held captive, which I think is like a cool character moment for him. He finds Keith Shottis, who claimed to have fought a bear and not jacked 15-year-olds, which is what happened. <laughs> he's like, oh my God, uh, Commandant Shottis, you're here. And he's like, don't say shit. It was a bear if anyone asks you. And it wasn't a guy that looks like a before picture of Tenya Ida, okay? Don't even, <laughs> don't even worry about it. I'm fine. I'm still great. And Connie's already been gone for five minutes. <laughs> so, Armin runs into Pixis, who delivers the bad news that he always did have a drinking problem blah 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 the scouts head out with the sky on fire from fucking five airships crashing at once as yelena is like yes i love this (laughs) yelena watches this like cam plays a Fortnite game where it's just like yes chaos burn (laughs) everyone no that's absolutely correct yeah She doesn't seem to think that the scout should go out, but in a really weird moment, Armin pretends to be a Jaegerist 
and Yelena is like looking over him disgusted and then is like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what the fuck was that shot for? Yeah. <laughs> it works way better as a gag in the manga, but I was like really <laughs> looking forward to them trying to adapt like a uh, like a panel to panel like joke like that. And I think it's it's just funny because everyone in this fucking universe is weird. Yeah. So Gabi and Colt near where Falco is just as he exits with Nile. Despite being enemies in this war, Nile sees Colt and chooses to let Falco go be with his family. It's the least he can do, and it's the last thing he will do. As everyone escapes, they hide in a room filled with bird cages while Gabi metaphorically has her goddamn heart put in a cage as Sasha's family pass by and Kaya says she wishes she'd killed Gabi um, and wishes that she'd just stay here and die. Um, Gabi says there weren't any devils on this island, there were just people. I finally understand Reiner. Um, we just decided that these people we never met we're devils, and we're just doing the same things over and over and over again. While looking at an open birdcage, Falco comes clean about two things. One, the part that he played in the Liberio Massacre. And two, hey, I got a crush on you, Teehee. <laughs> um, which is like, oopsie poopsie. It's like, oh yeah, you're 12. Whatever, man. <laughs> sure, marry her. Whatever. <laughs> your your wedding vows are just going to be her suplexing you anyway. Yeah, 100%. Whatever. I do like, though, that these confessions were like on equal footing. <laughs> like, by the way, yeah. I did this. And also, check yes if you like me back. <laughs> hey, I accidentally made sure that the massacre of Liberio happened and it also killed uh like two of our really good friends that we thought we were they were going to be like characters in the show but they were just supposed to die anyway where are you guys going <laughs> so let's see uh he clarifies while pointing at his black armband that he may he's just a titan waiting to happen so it, it just all of this needs to get said right now gabby rips off falco's armband as if to return the favor from him taking her armband off before she said let's get the fuck out of here Colt has the thought that if Zeke knew that Falco was here and had the wine, maybe he'd reconsider turning everyone. I, I just fucking love this scene so much with the fucking bird cages, the motherfucking mise en scène, dude. Damn. Cinema. 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 Magnifique, dude. <laughs> Omelette du fromage. Wow. Did you try to think of something funnier than Fromage to say it didn't I happen? I super did. Yeah, I super did. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, Nathan Norman Brand. I, was like, I super I was, did. I was like, I recognize that, that pause. That pause is... You, know, you absolutely know what that hesitation was. Yep, joke Sorry. machine broke. <laughs> when, when the laptop's trying really hard. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I heard Cam's fan in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, back outside, Zeke is keeping the jaw and the armor off of Aaron via baseball. <laughs> um, he notes his perceived victory here and also notes that it looks like Peak was killed. We cut to the scouts that were flanking her and they wonder who killed her since they didn't. Um, well, like I said, the cart's whole thing is stamina. She can abandon Titan bodies like it's nothing. Queen. And surprise, motherfucker, you got monkey sniped. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> He just fucking is just like bonked out. Like they give a shot of what it looks like. Magus fucking shot the nape so good that it got rid of some of Zeke's actual spine inside of him, <laughs> which like 
Wow, dude. Wow. <laughs> Episode 78, Two Brothers. The monkey has fallen. Damn. <laughs> I hate myself. Galliard takes Aaron's leg, but is brained over and over and over by Aaron. It looks like he had a uh, he had part of his real body lopped off during this thing. And Galliard is like pretty done at this point. The music here is fucking intense. Like they they really went for like good exciting action scenes in the beginning of this, which I really like. Pixis and the doomed brass are taking to horses and taking out Marlans as Yelena prays that her monkey god is okay. Eh, he's had more vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple. Speaking of the spineless, Galliard sees an inherited memory of his brother apologizing to Reiner, saying that he wasn't meant to be here, but he was sparing his own brother um, from this life that they have. Zeke is sitting up and is about to scream when he sees them, Falco and Colt. It gives him pause. Um, however, Zeke says he has sympathy for protecting a brother this way. So because of that, dot, dot, dot. I'm going to be real sad about this thing I'm going to do anyway. <laughs> he screams as lights flicker all over Shiganchina. Time slows down and we see Falco turn to Gabi while pleading for Colt to get out of range. The Eldians begin to glow and transform. They immediately turn the tide of the war, basically, here and into uh, basically a no man's land. And the Titans are scary again, man. Like, most importantly, Falco's Titans fucking gross. Yeah, dude. Mm. I imagine it's because the wine stayed in his throat all weird but i don't know motherfucker a brontosaurus for real for real <laughs> but i i love the scene where the the like time slows down falco is like fuck i'm gonna like kind of explode here and my brother's right here and colt is like it's all right brother's here and he's like i don't you're gonna mm. <laughs> it's like you're gonna yeah, get but... fucking like i get it i love you and everything but like you it's like if you really want to give me hugs like let's do that in the future and you can go away right now but <laughs> but doesn't happen so zeke commands falco uh who incinerated his brother as he held him to go after reiner to free aaron reiner can't hold the both of them and galliard is out so it's looking bad before he does this zeke is shot again seemingly fatally the scouts then arrive and fight peak uh, monkey is dead at this point so crisis averted they think reiner says to himself oh man i can finally die i'll let falco live that'll be okay by me let's do it oh wait galliard is is out like actually out like outside of his titan and he's here to distract falco and also pass the jaw to another warrior before he dies with about 70 percent of his head he says I'm all out of power to heal myself, but I'm not dying for nothing. I saw my brother's memories, so there's no denying it now. I was always better than you. And Jess, I have a question. Yes. Is is that hot? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that's what everybody says. And I was like, I can't wait till Jess sees this. <laughs> I didn't think so, but maybe... What? <laughs> 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 maybe i was just too wrapped up in like the emotion of it all and being disturbed but... okay i got you i just remember that the discourse around that scene when it came out was everyone was like is galliard kind of hot when he's like almost dead and has half of his head and is saying like i was always better than you <laughs> i'm gonna look it up because it's been a bit i'm, I'm looking it up <laughs> doing very important journalism right now yeah yeah of course we ain't using the passive voice here <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> not for me i think not for not, me it's not, a no from me it's, dog it's a no from me 
<laughs> I, I like my men and people in general with a little bit more face. Right. Okay. So yeah. you're saying so no head. <laughs> so no head. They're like a man with a little head on their shoulders. <laughs> Oh, so so Zeke. And somewhere else too. But um, <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sweating. See, this um, is this is the same thing as the Dobby thing where a lot of people think Dobby's super, oh, super hot, and I'm sure. like, eh, yeah. he's he's fine. He just smell you bad. Be, you, you gotta be powder fresh if you're coming for Jess, all right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I saw it seems grungy. <laughs> Levi's though. Levi's fresh. Well, he's not right now. No. <laughs> no. But do you think Aizawa uses dry shampoo? Oh, yeah, anyway. absolutely. And he <laughs> overuses why, it, too. Like, I feel that's like... That's why it floats up when he uses his cork, is because it's all just, like, clumped together, like I dry like straw. Midnight was like, hey, this is good. You should you should use this. And then he was like, oh, cool. I don't have to shower anymore, sweet. <laughs> Dude, 15 seconds in, oh. that, uh, in that sleeping bag and you would die. <laughs> <laughs> just dudes funk for forever <laughs> anyway reiner continues fighting aaron before he throws a pokey doll which is which is to say he jumps out of his own head um he ninja rolled out of his own goddamn cranium i was like what the fuck did i mean by that but no he is fighting reiner he freezes himself and then he just goes like i'm fast as fuck boy and just runs out of <laughs> just jumps out of his own noggin and aaron is like i'm coming for you monkey let's go they make a break for zeke uh who is very much still alive uh the scouts attack reiner as aaron runs past a certain marlayan that happens to have an anti-titan rifle so yeah like before i said galliard's young republican ass was better than reiner but hey you know who else reiner isn't the best at getting shot in the head yeah mm. <laughs> i'm starting to think that a lot of people in the show are pretty bad about that <laughs> <laughs> time slows down again as as gobby shoots aaron so hard his fucking head twists off yeah dude that shit <laughs> i it, you you i think as a as a as a viewer of of you know regular ass media i think people would be watching this and and like they would see her take aim at him and be like Oh, is she going to chicken out? Is he going to do something? No, she does it. She does the correct <laughs> thing. <laughs> and they have like a, like a, pew, 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 they show it like three different times of his head just going like splort yeah. off of his head. That motherfucker got splatted like Splatoon. Yeah. <laughs> dude, this dude ain't feeling very woomy right now. Dude. Yeah, no, she got, she got play of the game for that one. <laughs> Talk about a widowmaker. <laughs> um, so we see a scene of the brothers talking, and Marley. Aaron says his memory of his father killing the royal family makes him wish that he'd never been born. So he wants to go through with that euthanization plan. Zeke is touched, but says they shouldn't actually touch yet. He passes the baseball to Aaron in the present time. Uh, time still stands stilly. Zeke has caught Aaron's head. Aaron immediately has a 2001 Space Odyssey version of Aaron's memories. Um, just like zooming past the camera. Um, we see Reiner beg for judgment, him playing with Armin, the royal family, the scouts, Falco, the colossal titan, Grisha, you know, all that kind of shit. Um, and they also show <laughs> in it. So when Zeke catches Aaron's head and you see just like a bunch of really fast shots, mm. I'm not kidding. When I say you see Mikasa and Armin and Aaron from a spinoff manga, that's a slice of life manga <laughs> of them in the real world. <laughs> huh. um, 
and then they see Emir again and then the paths. But I just thought it was really funny just to be like, I don't know, it's a multiverse, whatever. <laughs> Who fucking <laughs> like, cares? <laughs> this is the cafe AU. <laughs> Dude, Aaron wakes up to Zeke ripped as shit and in chains. He says, uh, we're here and we made it. I caught your head, bro. Got to support the neck of my baby broski. <laughs> the, the young girl is back. Zeke calls out to her as the founder, Emir, the first Titan that made contact with a certain special something that something allows her to live eternally. And in an instant here, while she makes every Titan out of sand in a bucket, immediately Aaron's you're a slave alarm goes off. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron also reveals that he never wanted to go with the no baby plan in the first place. He said that to get here. Zeke cries, lamenting that nothing is ever going to change. Aaron asks Amir for her power for the rumbling, but she ignores him and goes to Zeke. He wonders if Aaron is still brainwashed and chains him up with real chains as he breaks his fakes. He tells Aaron that Mr. Ksava um, was like his real father and that Aaron can't move on from Grisha. And that's what that's what's stopping him here. He genuinely loves his brother. And he's like, I could win right now, but I don't want to win if you're not with me. So let's convince let's get your head straight, man, which I think is like a really cool character thing for Zeke mm -hmm. because like he isn't in it just to win and have it be over. He's like, no, no, no. I, I need to save my brother here. If, if from his perspective, they do a little headbutt and go in the past me episode 79 nice. memories of the future. Nice <laughs> time for a memory quest. Here are the mechanics. Aaron has the inherited memories of his dad because they share a Titan and Zeke now with the founder abilities can make Aaron see any of them. They start by showing Aaron himself as a baby. Zeke sees this as the beginning of Grisha's brainwashing his children. But as we come to see in these episodes, Grisha was kind of just fine <laughs> as a dad. Yeah. He was like, you know what? I like I'm just going to write out this piece here for as long as I can, um, because like, you know, this is a doomed situation. But like, I don't know. And my kid will probably grow up and die before anything bad happens over here. Psych, your your son is going to be the bad thing happening like in the entire world, dude. Um, he's not a restorationist anymore. He's just a fucking guy that wants to live with his family. Far cry from Zeke's situation. However, we know that Grisha did take the founder eventually. So what changed? Zeke still thinks that Grisha is a zealot and he's committed to showing Aaron that this is the truth for as long as it takes to get him to see that Grisha always uses his family to his own restorationists. And he thinks Grisha may have forgotten about Zeke and his old family. Now Zeke has nothing but time here in paths since there isn't any time anymore. So he's free to be passive aggressive till Aaron is less aggressive and more passive. They flip through some scenes and see Grisha brown nosing in order to get closer to the founder. Aaron plays along and says, oh, yeah, he brainwashed me. Haha, ha, let's go home now after like 15 seconds. <laughs> I I love that Zeke is like, here's a scene of uh, your dad trying to get close to the founder. And, and Aaron is like, damn, it really do be like that. Anyway, I'm cured. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't. Zeke's like. Time doesn't exist here. I can do this as long as I as I want until I believe you. So I'm going <laughs> to do that. So they see Grisha arrive at the church. Rod Rice and the royal family do their rituals and shit at. Um, Zeke says, wait a minute. This is way too early for this to be happening. And he's right. He doesn't do it because he chickens out. He stops. He does not want war. He wants to do good as a doctor and raise his family. So he's just like, actually, fuck it. I'm out of here. 
Aha, Zeke, Aaron had a loving father and you didn't. Haha, loser, you mad. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that just really adds salt on the wound. It's, it's just yeah. like seeing this play out and be, I don't know. It's it and, it and it is. It totally like shatters Zeke's like reality to be like, wait a minute. He was just bad to me? <laughs> Not everybody? L plus ratio plus uh, your dad hated you. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit it's and it's more like his dad didn't realize that he was a person until it was way too late right but like still i love like jess said the rubbing of salt in the wounds yeah. of just like haha dad gave up on war for me didn't do it for you <laughs> i love that development though like i'll show you how bad your dad really is turning into oops i just showed you that your dad learned from his mistakes and loves you <laughs> <laughs> your dad's a person fucking idiot <laughs> damn wish that were me um it's it's now time for the timey wimey to get all wibbly wobbly zeke and aaron are in the basement watching grisha sleep he begins to sleep talk about being sorry to zeke he then wakes up and sees him as he is beard and older and everything aaron seems to have figured something out as zeke can't believe what had happened aaron beckons him to see the next scene as we find out later, um, the Attack Titan's whole thing is that it can send memories back to previous users, hence why the Owl knew who Mikasa and Armin were. But additionally, this time being a flat circle thing means that what Eren did here is he sent the memory back of him being in his memory palace tesseract. <laughs> like, Grisha didn't see Zeke. He saw himself see Zeke through Eren's eyes, which is absolutely insane <laughs> you're correct yeah <laughs> <laughs> zeke is like how did this happen and, and grish is like how is this happening and aaron is like my ability is that i'm a camera <laughs> okay like <laughs> i'm sending memories of this back to grisha and he's receiving them as the moment is happening in time which is like i've not ever seen like time travel or time manipulation done in this way same actually like, it's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, dude. I wasn't fucking joking when I said that this shit was getting all destiny on us. Like, yeah, it shoots a bullet from the time that, yeah. that goes into the past you know, and yeah. brings other bullets. Paracausality. So Grisha kind of coming to his senses, he's like, this is fucked. That's a weird ass dream. How would it even be that Zeke is right there? Motherfucker, you thought it was Zeke because you were emailed a memory from the future entitled Zeke looks like this to me. <laughs> Wild, but cool. So Aaron is driving uh, the visions now, and maybe he always was um, and just wanted Zeke to feel in control. Uh, Zeke is amazed that Aaron turned out to be Grisha's perfect little soldier. He still doesn't know why he ended up getting the founder if he was happy. But as we learn, it's weirdly more that Aaron made himself. When he says that he's free, he means that he's free from nearly everything. It's giving everything everywhere all at once vibes. So we get to see Carla again, and I love her, uh, Aaron's mom. The scene that is from the first episode where Grisha heads out for the interior. It's the day that the walls fell. We're seeing that memory again. As he leaves and gives Aaron the spiel about the basement, we see that this whole time he saw adult Aaron staring at him via those future memories of being in past memories. <laughs> Damn. We, we cut to Grisha going back to the Rice family church and seeing them gathered in the secret caves. They know the wall was breached and are kind of huddled in there just to die in quiet as, as the plan kind of always was. Grisha pleads with them to use the founder's power and stop all this. 
He knows it's significant because he's being turbo haunted by two of his sons and he's the dead one. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> the royal family chooses to do nothing. And so Grisha does what we all know he does. He takes out his scalpel, goes to stab himself and can't. Uh, yeah, this isn't how it was supposed to go. He was supposed to be a titan and eat the other one leading to today, right? That's the what we were shown. Um, and he eventually does do that, but only because Aaron makes him, all the while sending those memories to Grisha in the past. Grisha realizes that all attack titans were influenced by Aaron sending memories back strategically to make this exact scenario, which is like... I mean, we joke about Aaron not being smart, but like, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess if you're outside of time, like a broken clock can be a murderer once a sure, day or yeah. something. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, after dropping the knife, Grisha can't do it. He doesn't want to. He says he's just a doctor. He can't do this. Aaron bends down and talks to his dad saying, stand up. Did you forget what you're here to do? You're here to avenge your little sister who was eaten by dogs for your comrades, Dinah Kruger, to avenge them. Keep moving, even if you die, even after you die. After all, you're the one that started this story, which is like objectively false, but it yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's a concept in in time travel. There's a concept called like uh, perfect predictors which is like if you have predicted the future you're not predicting what might happen you are you're you like with night eye mm -hmm. right you are telling what the future will be mm -hmm. right and so that is kind of a lot of people's reaction to the the timey wimey shit um Aaron is like I know this happens because this wouldn't I wouldn't be here doing this to you if it didn't happen and he's like I guess you're right <laughs> like <laughs> like you're the one going back in time and sending me pictures of me looking at pictures and shit what the fuck man <laughs> um Jesus Christ but I, I do like that line though e even if you die even after you die because like I said he is already dead in this point in the story so these memories were sent to Grisha but as we see briefly implied these memories were sent back to Aaron from Aaron when he kissed Historia's hand. That's how he knew what would happen. And that's why there was that huge, like weird reaction shot when uh, they got their bolo ties mm -hmm. and he grabbed her hand and was like, Ugh. he saw how he saw how the series ends. That's why he's like, oh, mm -hmm. fuck, they're going to want to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why he's been acting like a piece of shit this entire time is because he saw the last episode of this show and is like, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, did he see the first episode, too? Like, <laughs> I don't know if we were watching the same show, bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was he was mistaken. <laughs> um, so Grisha makes his way out after killing all of the family. Um, and he screams, saying that he must have done it and he must have saved the world, right? Are you happy, Aaron? Is this what you wanted? Is this gonna save Eldia? Why won't you show me everything? Why didn't you show me more? You're there, Zeke, aren't you? From here on out, listen to me. Aaron is just gonna do whatever he wants. Things aren't gonna work out for you. I've seen part of what's coming next. And it's horrible. And like Zeke is like, what? So that so like I'm dealing with an unknown past and an unknown future. I was I got all ripped for nothing, you guys. <laughs> I was supposed to be the big bro. <laughs> exactly. But turns out I was just the key to the lock for the time tesseract. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Um, then Grisha sees Zeke. He immediately apologizes for being a shitty dad. He hugs him and tells him he loves him and he regrets not spending more time with him. 
And he says one last thing before the memories end. He says, stop Aaron. Uh, they wake up in paths and Zeke knows that at truly no point, nobody other than Aaron was in charge here. Episode 80 from you 2000 years ago. I can't believe this timeline has rollback net code. <laughs> I did not remember writing that. Anyway, Zeke is still reeling from the realization that him letting Aaron into paths and into the memories of Grisha actually set up the memories he could send back in the first place. I don't know. The timey-wimey stuff is really interesting to me because I'm like, wait, but how does it work if it happened later than when it happened before? And it's like, the answer every time is time isn't real for everything. Like time is just a flat circle and just humans just experience it in a certain way. Like, damn, damn, <laughs> this, this girl in a bucket is making every Titan that you've ever seen out of sand mm -hmm. in a bucket, dude. Mm -hmm. He can, he tells the coordinate. He tells Amir, Hey, take everybody's nuts, please. And, <laughs> She's like, all right, man, I got you. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go start working on that right away, boss. <laughs> and then Aaron, who is in chains, is like screaming at her and then eventually pulls some like saw -like yeah. logic and breaks out of his cuffs via his cuffs breaking him, I guess. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> Oh my god! I hated watching it. Ugh. Oh, anytime skin just becomes like a fabric, I'm like, Ugh. Ugh, it's <laughs> like, not good. <laughs> so he makes a break for Ymir, and we see a scene of young Historia asking what it's like to be ladylike, and her half sister, the founding Titan, says that it's a lot like being like the founder, Ymir. She was always thinking of others, and she was so kind, and she definitely did all of this stuff on purpose and with love. <laughs> We then go back 2,000 years to see how it all started. Emir was just some random little town on the prairie gal having that pastoral life. It's giving 4-H. Fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> well, just as most 4-H programs end, a bunch of Vikings or something swoop in and kill everyone. Damn it. Typical. This happened to my buddy Eric once. The then King Fritz had all of his slaves' tongues cut out, um, and he treats them like, well, slaves. Emir still caught a glimpse of people living happily now and again, uh, but she'd never experienced that, even though she's the person in this story that's been alive the longest. One day, just a random pig got let loose or the, the door wasn't closed or something. King Fritz tells the slaves that if no one fesses up, they're all going to lose an eye. Immediately, everybody blames Emir. It's unclear whether she actually did it or not, but Fritz tells her that her punishment is freedom. She's turned loose and chased for fun by men with dogs. Again, with the fucking dogs. I hate this shit. Mm. Um, and it's they're trying to make an example of her. She's shot by a few arrows, but manages to hobble into the trunk of a massive tree where she doesn't rest, but instead falls into a pool of water. While there, she encounters some kind of life form that had been hiding or just living in there. It bonds to her and her will to survive and grants her the power of the Titans. I really liked this backstory. Jess, what was your what was your vibe on Emir's like backstory? I really loved it too, honestly. Like I these episodes to me have been the strongest um mm. of the whole series. Like it's been def definitely one of those things where it builds up to it and like the the payoff, I think, and I don't know how you feel, Cam, but mm -hmm. I think that it's actually been pretty solid and like I've really enjoyed these and I liked her backstory a lot too. This is why I always say that watching Attack on Titan twice is like if you're into it, like mm -hmm. the the way to go you're gonna go back and see a lot of stuff and you're gonna be like that was fucking aaron pulling like time puppet strings from the future doing this shit what the fuck you know but yeah cam, cam what did you think <laughs> i 
all right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was fine. Anyway. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't really have strong feelings on it. So, That's, and that is and that is a valid opinion to have. I just wanted to protect her. I felt so bad. No, She's I get that. Really yeah, shitty absolutely. life. Hundred yeah. percent. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, I felt like I was watching Carrie or something. Right. Yeah. You know, like yeah. where it's like where it's like. Oh yeah, he loves that movie. Connor <laughs> Whenever, Connor's a big king head. Whenever he hears me laugh, he makes fun. he goes ha ha ha. <laughs> That's so good. That's so cute. Oh Jesus Christ! Connor's a funny a block. A block. Block. <laughs> Aaron is a blockhead. You're right. Mm, yeah. Um. So yeah, you'd think that this power would set her free, uh, but unfortunately, she was so indoctrinated by being a slave and so desperate to be valued that even as the most powerful being on earth, she bent the knee. Her titan fought wars, built infrastructure, and even gave the king three daughters, Maria, Rose, and Cena. I don't remember what those names mean. Probably means something important. That's those boats that uh, Christopher <laughs> Columbus used. Oh, my God. That's... What sucks is that if Christopher Columbus was in this show, he wouldn't even be the worst guy. I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's like top 50, but like... <laughs> He's number 50. Yeah, Flock is worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, one day, as another army was swearing fealty to King Fritz, they sneak attack him with hidden weapons. Emir saves him, but something was up. She doesn't regenerate. She seemingly lost the will to live or ran out of Titan juice after these 13 years. And the king, afraid of the loss of this very crucial asset, was like, uh, eat her spine crazy that that it worked but uh yeah. <laughs> that's a weird thing to just ask somebody to do but all right man like well and that that scene is like depicted in uh the second or the third um ending where it's like a weird scary children singing mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. like they just straight up show you clips of king fritz and the three kids eating emir like in season two <laughs> like, but it's just like it's that thing where it's like we didn't even know that we were supposed to be looking for hints and clues and stuff it just seemed weird at the time but now going back i'm like jesus christ this is just the history of marley just just for everyone to see which is just like so wild so what it looks like is the entity in the tree uh was split off like a worm into three parts and then nine titans from then on out were the only naturally occurring titans it looks like that's as far as you can dilute those powers people from the same race as amir could be forced to become a titan if an amount of spinal fluid enters their system no doubt the spinal fluid contains a part of that entity which bonds with their specific dna What's more, if you're blood related to Emir and not just of the same race, you can use the founder's abilities. Um, and so for 2000 years, Emir has been a slave to the first king, living in eternity every second and building every single Titan that we see out of sand from a fucking bucket. She even has to make her own scaffolding to do it. <laughs> And that sucks. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> it's it's not. It's like, all right, little girl, you build all the pyramids all day, forever, in an instant for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Sorry about you, champ. <laughs> we'll get you next time. Aaron grabs onto Amir and says, "Enough. Let's settle this. Give me your strength, and I'll put an end to this whole world. You're not a slave. You're not a god. You're just fucking. You're just some guy. You have a choice." And then we see Emir's eyes. 
Back in the present, uh, the entity or some descendant of it that was left inside Aaron's spine emerges and connects with his head being held by Zeke. That is, I love that shot so much yeah, because you're like, oh man, something crazy is probably going to happen. And it's just like, what's up? It's me. This, this Yeah, dude. I'm a little bag of me. <laughs> and then like, everybody's like, oh, that was like in him the whole time. And that's why when Reiner is like, I'll just move my consciousness into my spine. That's literally what was happening. His little, his little bug was going, mm. all right, I got you. I got your brain up in here, bud. Don't worry Fucking about it. They're just like the little fucking, they're the fucking virus from Resident Evil 4. Oh, the <laughs> Ouroboros or whatever. The, the, the Plagas. Lost Plagas. Oh, yeah. oh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely oh all this show is. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Peanut Why butter baby biting ass. Your arm? What? He's biting his hand right now. Are you trying to turn into a titan? <laughs> what is going on? I'm the shit. I'm the pants shitting titan. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, bud. <laughs> Aaron begins to transform and the walls come a tumbling down. Aaron's Titan resembles a huge centipede made out of bone, uh, as Mikasa points out. Uh, Armin is like, oh, well, if the walls did this, then Aaron must have won. And Mikasa's like, what? And he's like, I really did it. And she's like, what? And she's like, he's going to save humanity. And she's like, what? <laughs> And and he's like, no, listen, he's gonna save humanity. Aaron was always our ally. He, oh, well, okay, that shouldn't be happening over there. <laughs> and Mika says like, what? And then turns around and sees that like all of the walls are crumbling apart and not just Shiganshina. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of wild, dude. <laughs> yeah. Connor, can you say, oh, no. Well. Well. <laughs> he loves saying, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Amazing! The kid's Amazing. so fucking cute. I love your kid, dude. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, all of the walls are crumbling, and not just Shiganshina, not just Wall Maria. All of the walls, all Titan hardening is undone. Santa Maria too, man. It's fucking mm -hmm. wild. <laughs> the Pinto too. Yep. <laughs> As the, and the black pearl yeah as the rumbling Gone. begins <laughs> going merry <laughs> the thousand sunny <laughs> jesus christ the rumbling begins uh armin wonders what to do when the ldn emergency broadcast signal starts all at once all living subjects of ymir yes even babies <laughs> are sent to the paths to get a little message from aaron imagine being a fucking baby and then just all of a sudden you're there and you're like what is happening what? there's a kid sitting on the ground in a onesie like bro <laughs> I mean, what was in that baba? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's really funny to me is like it probably honestly wasn't that wild for the baby because like I don't know if you like the first time you took Connor into a car he was probably like way more like Whoa, than that. <laughs> rather than like just sit him in some sand for fifteen minutes while the devil talks to him. <laughs> yeah, babies just kind of hang out, you know. But, I will say, like, if you're like 10 years old, 12 years old, 33 Dude, years old, yeah. and that happened, I'd be like, like, that's immediately rewrite everything you know about <laughs> <Yeah>. the natural <laughs> world. <laughs> like, I have to say, too, during this whole little, um, I don't know, monologue that Aaron delivers, whenever it goes to like the sketchy drawing of him, mm -hmm. 
spooky. <laughs> a, little, a little spooky. Real spooky. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a big double page spread in the in the manga too, which is cool. Mm. Um I got the vibe. Like, I'm like this must be like a really cool yeah. panel from the manga. His monologue that he gives is is basically I have undone the titan hardening that have made up the walls and all the titans buried within have begun their march. My goal is protect the people of Paradis, the place I was born. However, the world wants to destroy my people, not just the ones on this island. They will not stop until every last subject of Amir is dead, and I refuse to let them. The Wall Titans will trample every inch of the world beyond this island until every last life beyond our shores is wiped out. And honestly, like, they lived in the walls for a hundred years. The, he knows that, like, if the rest of the world is gone, then they'll be fine because that was the information they were operating under for a hundred years. Right. Um, so it's like, I'm just making an honest man of our fucking history books at this point. Episode 81, Thaw. We see a dude snap out of the trance from that message and it seems to be Mr. Leonhart, the dad of Annie. Back in Paradis, Reiner and Gobby look for Falco, but Reiner seems to be like actually injured here. He's like, my fucking armor fucking just fell off, dude. I don't know what the fuck happened here. <laughs> Looks like all Titan hardening was done, not just the walls. I think Aaron just pulled the switch that said soft. <laughs> <laughs> Back with the scouts, John wonders what could have been done to avoid this. Probably a lot, but... Uh, <laughs> and he notes that this is what happens when a bad person tries to do something good while still being bad. Because he is trying to do what he thinks is a good thing. But also... He's doing a big old murder. Yeah. <laughs> At any rate, since the Titans are still rampaging, Jean supposes feeding Falco to one of them would save them. And, you know, this kid has horrible vibes anyway, so let's just do it and save one of our comrades. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> nope, says Connie. We're bringing my mom back. I don't care. It's happening. Everybody shut up. I will kill you if you try to stop I me. do love, though, that everybody's like, we should be tactical about this. And he's like, I, I want my mom. Yeah. I don't care about your fucking tactics. If the world is ending, I want to hug my fucking mommy, dude. Get out of my way. And it's like, God, Connie, <laughs> like, I understand you, but also fuck. But also yeah. Cliff does such a good job with his voice. It's so good. So and then literally a Titan specifically designed to be like Saul Goodman crashes the party here. <laughs> It's literally, if you search for Saul Goodman Titan, you will get many images Good. that were from the manga or anime because it, it just it just was Isayama going, ha ha. Great. <laughs> drawing Saul Good. Goodman. He did that with Freddie Mercury and like Mario and Luigi and other ones too. Sure. So. Why wouldn't you, right? Like exactly. you have to make a bunch of weird fucked up dudes. So like, <laughs> have fun with it, right? In the shuffle, Connie grabs Falco. Uh, the Browses and Niccolo run away from the Titan that Niall Doc turned into. Kaya falls and is uh, chased down a little uh, flight of stairs. She cries out for her big sister to save her, but that doesn't happen. But it's Gobby that steps up to save her. She's the sister who stepped up. That's right. That's <laughs> damn right. I'm not the stepsister. I'm the, se I'm the sister that jumped into... Uh, a guy's face with a gun and shot his fucking head off <laughs> the second time that day. <laughs> Need that on a Facebook t-shirt or whatever. <laughs> and a forklift driver or whatever. <laughs> she jumps right into the face of the Titan, blows that motherfucker away. Shit rules. Um, some Jaegerists find them and agree to escort them to safety. Sasha's dad tells Gabi like, hey, 
play along and behave until you find Falco, then you just can go fucking ham on whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> just be just be cool for a second. And Gobby's like, I can try for five minutes to be cool. <laughs> Gobby comes to terms with the fact that the real devils were the her she was all along the way or whatever. <laughs> There's a couple of like scenes like this where Gobby is like, damn, I'm the devil and <laughs> whatever. And it's like, this one is like one too many for me, I guess. Are but, we the like, baddies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really do like towards towards the end of the show, like kind of hit that hammer a lot they sure do yeah mm -hmm. it's and like okay you... every time somebody is just like oh my god i did this i'm like you killed 50 people an episode ago <laughs> at what part did you think like oh no this is definitely good this right. is definitely cool <laughs> right. it's cool when i do it we have all come to terms with the fact that nobody here is good except for you apparently <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and like it probably wouldn't surprise you to learn that people still don't get the oh, message sure. of the yeah. show. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we cut to the kids that beat up Shadis cowering as a titan is about to kill uh, mini Tenya Ida, like I was saying. Um, they're then rescued by none other than Keith Shadis himself, who basically says, told you, bitch, about the Titans. He's like, you all complained about using ODM gear, but now who, now, now who looks like he's hot shit king of fuck mountain? That's me. It's like, well, not really. You're still Keith Shadis and you look like a you look like a fucking pencil eraser, dude. Jean and the others arrive um, and they all work out to take the Titans um, that were made from their comrades and superiors, Pixis included, which is kind of sad, but. Just the fact of like, yeah, Armin kills Pixis just as a fact is like insane. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so now Marley's forces are all gone and all the pure Titans are taken out. And oh, goddammit, Flock is here. This motherfucker will not die. Jean is like, oh, I guess you lived. And he's like, yeah, I lived. I'm a special little boy. Hey, Yelena, go to jail. And she's like, I'm comatose. You don't, this isn't anything. <laughs> Armin meets with Gobby and tells her like, hey, Falco's about to go hang out with Connie's family for dinner. <laughs> she uh, she understands why Connie took him, but she's like, I still got to try and save him. Noting that she doesn't know if Reiner's going to be able to use hardening after all of that shit anyway. So we need more shifters on our side that can actually like be trained fighters and not just like a mom. <laughs> Armin puts it together that if all the hardening was undone, then surely, and then we see it, Annie is out of her cage and she's doing uh, she's kind of wet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny how Aaron didn't, you know, do the sterilization plan, but he made it to where no one can get hard. Nice joke. <laughs> that's a good that's a good fucking joke, Jess. Well done. Well done. Excellent fucking job. And I did say see you in 55 episodes, girly. And uh, <laughs> that's where we're at right now. This <laughs> is that 55 episodes later. Annie is in play. And that's the end of these episodes. Bro, she is going to have a wild wake up. <laughs> I got to the end and I'm so surprised we didn't see Levi again, though. I was like, yeah. when, are, when are they going to show me my boy? My boy and my they. Where are they? <laughs> episode 15 of this podcast is next, and we're going to be watching episode 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, and 87. Some would say the rest of the episodes, because the rest of the, the show is done in two little uh, kind of mini movie chunks. And then it's back to my hero, right? Yes, ma'am. Let's go! Then it's back to my hero and uh, my children. I have I have not stopped working on my notes and and things for that. I'm, I've got I like 
<laughs> Jess and I basically both work for fandom at this point because of how much <laughs> because of how much I'm on that goddamn wiki, dude. <laughs> that and like Boogie's got me watching One Piece and I don't hate it anymore. Oh, oh my god, it's so good. What the fuck? And I Who I'm, are I'm, you I'm, anymore? I'm, I'm I'm essentially doing the equivalent of skimming, right? Like I've watched videos online and um, reviewing like the arcs and like talking about it. Cause in general, I like to just be up on, you know, the general story stuff of things, even if I'm not interested in it. Like I vaguely know what's going on in destiny. <laughs> why, yeah, why do I? Sure. Cause I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And so once the live action came out and, and by the way, we're not talking about it because of the strike, but when the strike ends, we might do a little episode on it. Cause I think Cam would fucking love it. I do too. What's so yeah. funny is like, as I watch one piece, like there's this part of me, it's like, Oh, it'd be fun to podcast this, but that's so much. And then I was thinking, it's like, so much. but I do think Cam would genuinely. Oh, actually I think I would, really I think like I would adore it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just know anime fans that discussions of one piece will will work their way into these episodes because mm-hmm. um, Jess is going to have some opinions on Trafalgar Law at some point. Yeah, <laughs> Sooner or later. That's what I hear. Sooner or later, One Piece comes for us all, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really does, though. Like, it doesn't matter if you want it to, it will make itself known. <laughs> I've come to the unfortunate realization, too, that, like, I just have a thing for characters voiced by Matt Mercer. <laughs> That seems right. <laughs> and I just and I don't know because even whenever I played fucking like Overwatch, I was like, mm, Cole Cassidy used to be McCree. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that feels right. You know, and this feels right for Jess. That's Matt Mercer and fucking yeah. Levi is, is Matt Mercer and Law is Matt Mercer. And now Vincent Valentine is being voiced. What? Yeah. Wait, wait. I didn't watch the state of play. Is Matt Mercer fucking Vincent? Yeah, he's Vincent Valentine. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Matt Mercer. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, oh, this this man. man is truly just like grabbing me by the throat or something <laughs> jesus christ i'm so glad that we got that live nate reaction i because i did i i've been like trying to just like stay away from game news so that i can like games again sure and like That's so i valid. i knew i knew uh, just cause i can't be friends with jess and not know that the next final fantasy 7 thing is happening and that vincent valentine's in it but i did not know that matt mercer was always out oh so tweet at us if you like anime and if you think that we missed anything don't tweet at us um and tell jess you like her new hair she's now femme zorro it rules um, yeah <laughs> andrew calls me moss head that's that's funny <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at at victory position you can find me on twitter at a wild jessichu and i'm at the candy man and this has been the big three and as always Centipede. Centipede. <laughs>